Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawin, the apprentice wizard. The party finds themselves on a new planet that was the focus of both Americals and the mysterious wizard Eric Hark's research. Stranded in a cave high along the cliffside, the group attempts to recover the best they can as a battle rages outside. With no choice but to push onwards, the party finds a cave passage that leads them to the first alien world encounter and further into the cliffside. So who's the father of this baby? What? Oh, okay. What, my, 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 my background is Patrice and her came back and, and celebrated one night too hard in, in, uh, in the great city. And he, 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 knocked, he knocked her up. And in order, he didn't want to be uh, the, the baby's daddy. So he convinced her by giving her, slipping her some magic mushrooms that, that uh, an avatar of the elf, elf lord, elf king, uh, gave her a virgin birth. <laughs> Okay, that'll that'll be awesome. <laughs> with that. Just par for the course. Man, <clears throat> man I belong in this group. <laughs> okay, so last we left, you guys, Mefford is spell burned. All the points. All the points. Twenty points into a planar step, and tried to take the wizard's tower with him, but it see well, just as he cast the spell, one of the gems in the throne flared and then went dim. Mephrodis thinks that was likely a self-protection on the tower, soaking up the magic or something like that. However, everybody in the group, including Belagal, ended up on a cave in what seems to be a different planet. You hope it's the one that was in the planetarium and in some talkings and sketchings of some of the books that Mephrodis has found. This cave is probably, oh, about 40, 40, 50 feet deep. It goes back that far. It's dark back in the back, so you aren't sure 100% what's back there. You, it's sort of twilight out. You're not sure if it's twilight out all the time here, or if it's you know getting to be dusk or dawn. The air is a little thin. Air is a little chilly, and your this cliff is on the side of or this cave is on the side of a cliff. It seems to stretch above you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet, and below you like thousands of feet. Above hundreds and below. What does uh, the sky look like? It's sort of a, a, a purplish color like a uh, yeah it's like a purple color is it dark dark out it's it's twilight so it's like this in-between phase and it's hard to tell from your position what's providing the illumination things and you guys do hear a little bit of noise you know 15 20 feet back into the cave Uh oh what kind of noise like movement of something uh that you weren't really expecting to be there because you guys know you guys brought you know, oh, Nuni Klaus okay. and Baptist and uh, right, Sam and Belagal, Mephrodis. But so you guys quickly start to take account for your guys self. You are close in the circle, <laughs> and you hear a little bit of rustling towards the back of the cave. Quick, Nuni Klaus, throw a magic missile back there. Attack the darkness. <laughs> Nuni Klaus thinks it's more likely to throw us back out at this point in time. Nuni Klaus is in the same boat as Mephrodis. He has nothing. Santh um, is pretty burned down too, so. Yeah, Jurgen's gonna light a torch. Um, 
Mathis is going to sneak back a little bit, back in the back to, into the cave. Okay. As you start to sneak back, you see two figures sort of looking dazed and confused. They look somewhat familiar. Get me a glass of water, please. Patrice! <laughs> Patrice! What are you... Oh. Where did y'all move out here? <laughs> I've heard about off the grid, but this is off the grid. You, did, you could have let us know. I mean, we would have helped you move. It's been a long time since we've seen you guys. Just a few, just a few minutes ago, we were uh, in an inn. So uh, I suspect a, this is uh, Mephrodis is doing. There's an inn here? <laughs> How far away is this inn? I don't know where we're at. Oh. I'm hoping you guys do. Are you drunk? Me? Yeah. Let's just no, put it this way. I wish I was. Well, you, you were here, and we just got here. I mean, you seem to know this area. Like you just said, you were. In t- where's, the, where's this inn at? Where's this tavern? That's you don't where really. Were. You don't really want to know why. What happened? You don't want to know. This Jack is laughing at the miscommunication that's taking worse. place. He's, he's <laughs> loving it. Does someone have a canteen or something? I'll hand you a flask of water. Okay. She she guzzles it down and then she's like, oh, oh, and she runs off and throws up. <laughs> Dandelions kind of let herself go. <laughs> what is what have y'all been doing? It, it's a long story. I, I, I'll let she can explain it. Yeah, Mefford is going to explain this situation we're in. Um, Mefford seems really distraught. He's like pouring over the remains of Amira Call right now. He feels kind of bad. Because within like we, two days' time, he's killed two innocent wizards, or at least been party to the death of two. He's kind of rethinking. There's something. probably no way that we can actually revive him at this point, is there? No. In fact, uh, you did bring a miracle's body with you, uh-huh. and it quickly dried up and slowly it actually turned into like dust. So what like, you're saying is there's no so, flesh. There, there's no flip in the body here, is what you're saying. Correct. There's no flip in the body. There's no flesh. Uh, so you're saying the buffet for Baptist is canceled. Baptist is pissed. Oh, <laughs> real like, disappointing. Yes, the, 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 the buffet is canceled because it happened pretty quickly. I mean, it happened over the it happened over the course of about five minutes. It body went from like freshly dead to like mummified to crumbling to dust. What happened like, to Belagall? Did he he, came, we yeah, he came with we you and made the recover the body check late at the end of last session. Oh, so, he did. Okay, yeah, we, did. Yeah, we did. made that just at the end of the last session. I lost one point of stand. Baptist yep. just is staring at Belagall now, kind of a little bit irritated that he's alive. <laughs> 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 That's always good. I mean, like, do you have that hungry look in your eyes? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's eating. <laughs> Somebody's got to be eating. I mean... Baptist has got to eat somebody. I think um, at this point, Jargon will like rummage through his backpack looking for the two fingers he picked up off of the wizard that we had butchered, knowing that this might happen. (laughs) 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 Here is a good point. Like, we had a full day all day. We looted this wizard's tower all night. We're all nearly dead. We've been up for about 24 hours close to it. We've traveled untold light years across whatever galaxies we've had to come to get here it's like it's probably time to eat some hard tack and go to bed maybe we want to set a watch and uh we should rest we should explore further back in the cavern well who who is who is not in a 
Who is what? Who is not what? Who is not and who is not in pretty rough shape? I mean, who's um, Jargon's doing pretty good and Snitch is pretty all right. Colgrim is in good health. Obviously, we're okay. Yeah, Patricia and Dan landed pretty good. They're just confused because it seems Mephrodis' planar step spell went a little awry and snagged them too. Out of trust me, we're we're a little confused at their state also, but <laughs> we'll tackle that one shortly. Yeah, I think that the cleric for sure needs to sleep. Yeah, Bond. I mean, I'm I'm good with. I'm good with the idea that we should at least look around the cave and make sure there's not like a roper like in the next room waiting to devour our face or something. But after like we were secure enough, we definitely need to rest. We'll go with, I mean, Bong and Colgrim will go with Jargon if we want to explore a little further back in the cave and see if there's any... See if it ends, see if we can make it defensible or whatever like that. That's cool. Snitch will stay with the group that needs to rest up and kind of provide a little bit of protection for them as they're trying to rest. Patrice? Yeah, he he will uh, walk with you guys back towards the back of the cave. Okay. Uh, The cave goes back about, oh, 40 to 50 feet. Uh, Patrice and Dandelion were probably about 20, 25 feet back, and the rest of the group is more towards the edge of the cave. So as you move back, it's dark. I believe Jargon lit a torch, though. Yes, he did. And go back in the back of the cave. Seems to end. There doesn't seem to be any passage or tunnel. There is rubble of rock towards the back of the cave, maybe <coughs> shifting earth or something like that. Collapsed something back there. So there's some rubble, but there does not seem to be any immediate threat or anything like that inside the cave. And the it's, cave is in pretty good shape. Cave's in decent shape. Uh, the mouth of it opens up to be. It's the mouth of the cave on the cliff face is probably about 20 feet wide, uh, eight feet tall. The cave ceiling's probably about eight feet tall, sort of slopes back to only about three feet tall, back where the collapse seems to have happened. It, but it, otherwise, the cave's in pretty good shape. Okay, does it look like it's been inhabited recently? It does not look all. like it's been inhabited recently. I think if Belagall is not too bad, he should probably come look at the rubble and see what he thinks. Are you, like, trying to push me down and... Get the rubble on top so that bats no, can no. eat. I just figured with your dwarven uh, background, you would be able to tell something about that collapse and how uh, stable it is, what, how recent it is, or anything like that. You can, um, you can do that later if it looks. No, I had yeah. no Ill, Ill intentions with this. He, he's only got one hit point, but I mean, he'll he'll go over there and no, just stay where take you a are. look. Stay where you are because one hit point is one hit point. We'll we'll check it out later. It doesn't look like anything can pass through the rubble, though, right? No, not in its current state. Nothing that's very... Uh, just lost Adam. Adam. Yeah, we just lost Adam. Okay. Uh, there, no, the rubble doesn't seem to be anything that could easily pass through. I mean, like a snake or you know, normal-sized rat or mouse could maybe slip through from the rubble, but you don't see anything that... Nothing large-sized or anything like that. All right. Well, and how far back did it go? It goes back about 45, 50 feet. I, I think we should move the party back in back in here and not stay at the mouth. Yeah, that may be a good idea. Or at least in the halfway point and somewhere if, out of sight. Yeah. And set the, I mean, we might set the watch up front. but Probably front party back. Yeah. How Sounds like a plan. does the cliff appear to be to climb? How hard would it be to climb the cliff? Um, We're not climbing nothing. <laughs> no, I was just curious about somebody climbing up. I mean, it's a tremendous, there's like a thousand feet to fall away, but think like Yosemite-sized cliffs here. So... There's like one misstep, you're probably going to fall a thousand feet. Okay. Now, with that said, the climbing doesn't look 
impossible. Just the price for yeah, no, not I was making it about pretty serious. How easy. So, and this, so far, this, this hole in the cave is the only way we've found in and out so far? You just appeared in the cave mouth when Mephidus Planer stepped you here? So, yeah, so far, the only exit that you have found is the opening onto the from, cliff face. From all of the writings about the place that Amirakal and Arakak were looking for, Mephidus determined that this is the place. I mean, is there anything familiar about this and all those charts? And all? He hasn't seen enough to know for sure this is the right place. I insist some that, of the, that it is. Some of the key identifying factors he knows about the planet is that it had three moons. Your position hasn't allowed you to really see yet. Maybe as the day or evening passes, you'll see if there's three moons. But that's the okay. that's one of the big distinguishing factors he knows about the place. Does this planet have a name that Manfredus knows of? You've seen it referenced as the planet Zoon, Z-O-O-N. Okay. Okay. Well, let's set a watch. And- so who's going to watch first? Um, Jargon's are we doubling up or just doing individual? I if we have enough that, to yeah. double up, then yeah. Okay. I think we should. Right. Okay. Well, I guess Jargon and Snitch will probably okay. take first. All right. That sounds good. We'll build a fire, eat some food, and go to sleep. Cool. What are you burning? Oh. Um. It's a good thing I was wearing all my equipment when we came. I have a couple, a, torch, I have a couple torches. And a good bundle of kindling. We didn't um, see any trees, did we? Belagal has a broom, and Santh has five torches. Yeah, let's not burn our torches. How cold is it? It's just chilly. I mean, it's not polar or anything that like that. Uh, probably in the 50s. Okay. Uh, just have a look close. Yeah, I mean, let's just, I mean, if we're going to burn a fire, let's just do a little fire and maybe eat some food and let that be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we don't want it to be too bad. We don't want to try to draw too much attention to us, to ourselves, before we can really fight anything off. So you guys going to take a little bit, munch a little bit of food, use a little bit of torch to get a little bit of fire. And then you're going to set a watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's who's on first watch? Uh, Jargon and Snitch. So you guys are able to eat some food, get a little bit of fire going through through the torches and whatnot. The the sky gets darker as time progresses. That sort of fades from twilight more into a darkness. Jargon sees a moon creep into view. So like you sort of have this cliff running up and down, and then sort of the moon comes, you know, finally gets into view because it's not blocked. A moon comes into view. And you begin to hear, well, it sounds like a, a large humming that's coming from outside the cave mouth, high up and sort of echoing across what must be a valley out below you. Can we, can we, like, by going to the cave mouth, can we see anything, or? If you go to the cave mouth, um, the humming gets a little louder. In fact, it starts to intensify, like there's multiple things creating this humming noise. And it's getting dark. But you think you see off in the distance, like out away from the cliff over what is most likely a valley, The you think you see dark figures out there uh, in the air. Okay. And they seem to be drifting not towards the, towards the cliff, not necessarily the cave mouth, though, but drifting <coughs> towards the cliff, if um, that makes sense. Um, like they seem to be angling themselves up towards the top of the cliff. I'm going to let Colburn well, and Baptist the top know, the so I'm going to, if they're napping or whatever, I'm going to kind of shake them awake and have them come take a look and get their feel on those. 
Snitch is just kind of how how big are they? Off in the distance, you're thinking the black shapes are probably about eighteen to twenty feet long. Are they humanoid? I mean, what are they? They look more. Uh, they look like winged creatures, almost like small dragons. Crap. Uh, Colgrim says, "Everybody, get to the okay. walls. Get how to, much? Hide against the walls. Can we put the fire out quick? Yeah. Yes, I would think could. the fire would be out already if we finished eating. Yeah, I would hope so. That broom wouldn't burn long." I just wanted to make sure that we didn't get the fire out. It's a long burning broom. I mean, that's a quality broom right there. So the bro- well, it was the broom of burning. It was it magic plastic broom. after all. <laughs> it's a plastic broom. It takes forever. <laughs> Plus the uh, the smoke that it gives off is just so healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. So I guess alert everybody, even those that can't necessarily fight. We need to move them further back in the cave if we have to. Start donning equipment and everything. Yeah. Get yourselves prepped. So you guys start getting yourself prepped. You see more and more of those black shapes seemingly flying out over this valley. They, like I said, they seem focused on top of the cliff. The humming How many total. You're probably seeing 30 or 40 of them at this point. Maybe with maybe more off in the distance. By the like way, it's getting dark. Nice. Let's see. Mephrodis has, has collected Miracle's remains and put it in a leather pouch that he's carrying on his belt. Okay. Did Dandelion's eyes uh, help her at all see a little more clearly what's out there? If Dandelion takes a look and studies closely, as especially as that that moon starts to you know set, glow out, um, you do get a slightly better view, especially as these things do seem to be moving towards the cliff top, and you see these flying creatures that have two pairs of wings, appear to have six legs. They're about twenty feet long. And it looks like they have riders on them. Uh, looks like they almost have saddles with two large humanoid-looking creatures on on their backs. She fills everybody in. Well, that doesn't sound menacing at all. <laughs> How big do we? Does she think the creatures are on the backs that are riding them? Like, Judging in perspective to the uh, creatures, she's thinking they probably are six and a half feet tall or so if they were standing upright. The creatures. Uh, it's hard to make out much beyond the shadowiness of the creatures because they are smaller than the flying. Are they humanoid? Humanoid looking. I mean, it's hard to tell. Humanoid in shape. Yeah. You can't get any detail off the riders because of the distance and the darkness, but humanoid in shape anyways. And how many were there, roughly? You've seen 30 or 40 of these dark oh, shapes boy. off in the distance. Okay. Uh, like I said, they like- don't seem to be focused on the cave mouth at the moment. Sure. It's more, you guys can all hear the humming when you wake up. And it sounds like you really haven't heard a sound quite like it. Probably the closest you've heard is uh, when you guys were exploring the glacier and you'd oh. hear various machine noises and things like that. Something similar to that, except much, much louder and, and up above. So we but you can't no- quite see because the cliff is obscuring the, the view, the so, angle. So the noises are, sound like machine noises. They're coming from above and not from the creatures. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, that's why the wizards like this place, probably. Okay, I mean, are they coming down towards the cave opening at all? They are not. They seem much more focused on whatever's at the top of this cliff, which is hundreds and hundreds of feet above. And as you guys continue to watch, you begin to see what looks to be like streaks of light coming down from the top of the cliff down towards these creatures. And you see some of the creatures get hit by these streaks of light and then sort of spiral fall out of the air. 
And you need to see more of these flying creatures with riders that start to fill the sky. And they start to sh- send these energy beams of light, like laser-type things, back up towards the top of the cliff, towards the humming noise, where you still can't quite tell what's going on. It almost seems like there's some sort of battle unfolding out over this valley and clifftop. Hmm. Does it appear... Does it appear which side is coming out on top in the battle, or is it... At the moment, it looks like the winged creatures with the humanoids are doing quite well against whatever the humming noise is up above the top of the cliff. Uh, Their numbers seem to be increasing. You're getting up, starting to see more like 60 or 70 of these in the sky. And though some are getting shot down out of the sky, there seem to be more filling the ranks, and they seem to be pressing an attack aggressively on the clifftop. Is there a difference in the light color getting shot back and forth and what what side is shooting what color? There's blue streaks of light coming from the cliff top down mm-hmm. and red from the oh. flying creatures back up. Well, we know who the good and the bad are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if science fiction's taught me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to try to lure one down to us? No. Methodist suggests we may want to go back to the back of the cave and see if we can remove some of that rubble and see what goes through there. So basically, we just watched watched 60 to 70 people riding massive dragonflies to battle. Yes, you're seeing some sort of massive battle unfolding out over the valley. The hums grow. You hear the, when the energy lights, you hear like a noise, you know, echo across the land. It definitely seems to be some sort of battle unfolding out there. I'm going to try in the tunnel, see what happens back there. Pat's thinking that there'll be some good pickings yeah, tomorrow good. morning. Yeah. <laughs> you can get on that cliff or up it. Yeah. But he'll go lend a hand in the back. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, Belagall Bella might need to supervise us. Did we recover any lost <laughs> hit points or attributes from that little rest? Not from that little rest. It was the first watch that this all started unfolding. Oh, yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. Um, now, one thing to note. <laughs> this is brutal. Just look at this appointment. Look at that. He's like, man, not even one point. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam feels disconnected from Ani. Uh, we sort of covered That's that a little bad, bit in the, by the, way, guys. the community group. But, uh, really bad. He doesn't feel like all of his power is lost, but definitely feels diminished. What about the wizards? The wizards don't... You guys don't feel much difference. You don't feel much difference. Things seem relatively normal to you. You don't feel like you're out of touch with your patrons too much, per se. We haven't noticed anything anything with a gravity, have we? We're not like John Um, Carter's on this planet, are we? Well, Yeah, we're John Carter's. You... (laughs) Does someone want to try to jump? Uh... Yes. Well, can we can we move in the rocks away, the rubble? Colgrim will try to jump. Actually, there's a good good thing when. Go, okay, who's going to try to jump? Roll a, a d24. Oh, a 24. That's either good or bad. Colgrim has a five. <laughs> okay, though he doesn't have the world's greatest jump, the ceiling of the cave's a little low. You, he does notice that he seems to have more capacities jump. Awesome. And Baptist brought up a good point. As you start to clear some of the rock, you see boulders that are, you know, bucket-sized boulders. And you're, you're, when you move them, they don't feel as heavy as a bucket-sized boulder would on your normal planet. Awesome. You, the, the physical traits seem to be a little better here. So pretty much you get plus 1D on attack rolls, 
and physical agility checks or physical strength checks, things like that. Nice. So everybody gets a, a plus one thing. Mm-hmm. Plus one die, you said, right? Correct. <laughs> plus one die. So well, that's pretty nice. Rolling a d twenty four instead of a d twenty. Yes. Um, that's really and you nice. said you said Jeffrey that I'm at negative two dice to Correct. roll for spell casting. Yes. Which means I'm casting with a d fourteen. Yes. Which means that you hate me. <laughs> I Monty is not here. It seems. What kind of projects are we making? I'll tell you, a little indifferent on Monty's presence or not. He doesn't really answer to a higher calling. And Sam's physical abilities are also boosted. It's not all bad. <laughs> we still need a rest. Cause, I mean, I can't. I can't heal anyone. Heal any ability damage. I can't make any food. Like, I mean, the the D14 roll sucks enough, but I'm still at a nine on disapproval charts. So. I mean, I think some people should go back to bed. Well, I think we should get to a, some sleep just in case. The battle carries over into our little cavern. It would be nice if we had a place to hide. Yeah. I mean, we could we could kind of like move and shuffle rocks around. I guess like kind of we can all crawl yeah, just the rocks. So there's a space inside. We can all crawl and crawl into the bag of holding. At least make you know some kind of barricade or something we can hide behind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just get get a couple somewhat decent sized rocks or whatever, pile them up and have folks kind of start sleeping back there. Keep somebody else still on watch while the rest of the folk work and then rotate. Patrice will supervise the moving of rocks. Well, she, she's got a really good vision, right? Okay, so she, she should probably be the lookout of anything. Yeah, she's yeah. Watching. Patrice is just trying to get out of moving rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He'll supervise. Jurgen's going to look at her stomach. Baptist thinks Patrice could probably, Baptist could, uh, Dandelion could probably stand to pick up some rocks. <laughs> She's like, it's just looking she, at, looks, she looks at him with utter contempt. Like, Dang, I have a body. He's what used to it. <laughs> like a six year old. You're fat. <laughs> 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 or there's a lot more than eight. <laughs> Jargon's gonna, <laughs> gonna lightly, very lightly poke her belly. Just. <laughs> She's, she sort of swats you away. So, it, I'm getting it that some people are gonna rest, some are gonna stack up rock as some sort of barricade. Yeah, yeah we're gonna make a barricade and sleep for at we'll least. We'll have a couple hours. folks like doing some rock work. Yeah, let's try the ones to that make rest the rest. a little bit. Okay. Um, so the battle continues to to roar outside. The sky's lit up with these seemingly laser fire going back and forth. There's lots of these creatures out there. They don't seem to pay any attention to the cave mouth. You're able to excavate a fair amount of rock to form a barricade, and Belagol thinks that there might be some sort of passage underneath some of this rubble. That it might have been a, a collapse or a cave-in or something like that, that that caused this. And he thinks if stuff was continued to be excavated that you might find a passage out of the back of this cave. Now, some of the people on watch, they see a sight in the air above this cliff. This large flying ship-looking thing floats out over the valley and it's got these deck guns blazing. Oh, man. Uh, and the uh, there's guns blazing from it. There's these flying creatures that try to land on it. Some get shot away, shot off, and fall. They return fire. 
it, but it sort of wages out, and a lot of the other humming sort of dissipates. It quiets. It gets. Uh, it, it seems like it's down to just this one large ship. I mean, it's like so you know, hundred yards long type ship, and you're not sure if the other ship where they went. But there's this one ship that seems to be making this last foray out over the valley, and it just seems to be getting swarmed by these flying creatures. And that this all happens over the course of about. You know, four or five hours, six hours. You know, can, it's been a long-fought battle. So, can Dandy see anyone on board the flying ship? Can she make out if they're humanoid or if there's any? She can make out their humanoid figures, but not much beyond that, because this ship is still way above you. Sure. Um, but they are humanoid figures, uh, not any... as tall as the riders on the back of the flying creatures. Okay. Have we seen any other moons? You have actually over the course of that time, you have seen two other moons. And it's actually sort of weird. Like, the first moon moved to sort of slowly across the sky, and it's still out. And then a second moon moved swiftly across the sky. Just, you know, it was only visible for like an hour and a half, two hours, and it seems to circle the planet quickly. And a third moon moved slowly across the sky. So it looks like two of them moved slow, excuse me, and one of them just zips across the sky. So you have seen three moons over the course of the six hours or so you've been excavating, sleeping... Was there any difference in either of the two sides that are fighting it out? Was there a difference in their behavior? Like, it seemed as if one would have gotten some sort of a strength bonus because of the moon that was present, or was there anything like that going on that we could tell? No, you didn't see anyone stronger due to one moon being out or anything like that. Okay, well, that's a bonus. Does this, the big ship, does it change the tide of the battle at all? It almost seems like this, this big ship is getting just swarmed. It's getting hit by a... Energy beam fire, uh, these flying creatures with their riders try to land on it. Some of them are successful. Battles break out on the decks. You see some humanoid figures pitch off the side of the the ship and fall. You still see creatures falling. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Bong thinks it may have been a military tactic to buy time for something else. So it may have been a sacrificial ship because it seems to be going sort of poorly for the ship just due to the number. So Bong almost suspects that this ship was sent out over the valley to draw fire uh, while perhaps because the other humming is dissipated so he's thinking maybe this ship which seems to be a source of the humming was sent out to you know last stand and buy time for perhaps other sets of ships to retreat or fly so elsewhere or humming move away you hear the humming dissipate, and it, it's like when you first heard the humming, it was like you heard one set. Then it grew louder, like you're hearing multiples. Now you seem to only hear humming from this one ship that is moving out over the valley rather slowly. Mm. So you're thinking maybe the others have fallen back. And it, Bong thinks this could have been a military strat strategy of moving one ship out, take the fire, put up a big fight, buy time for other ships to escape. All right, I'm guessing... I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming Bong probably feels more empathy for whoever's on top of the hill and the ships than the winged riders. Would that be safe, given, you know, natural human tendencies to think that? Um, he probably respects the order. Uh, just from watching the ships, it, the ship and some of the people on it, you're thinking it has more order and discipline. Uh, the humanoid figures... Um, like I said, it's difficult to tell, but in some of the flashes of light, they look more... Like in some of the flashes of light, you see the, the humanoids riding, the flying creatures are... Uh, they're more greenish in color with larger eyes, and they have two pairs of arms. 
Mm. Whereas in some of the flashes of light, Dandelion's able to make out that the figures on the ships appear more like normal human-looking creatures. A single pair of arms, legs. They don't stand six and a half feet tall. They're a little less than six feet. Um, so, Bong yes, he probably feels more... Bong was really wanting to get up to the top somehow. He realizes this is not the best time, but he, you know... Do you have a plan for getting to the top? I'm assuming if we remove these this rubble, I we think can we find should our keep way digging. I think we should what? I keep digging, keep excavating digging. the back. Okay. I still think we should rest. <laughs> 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 like if something goes wrong and <clears throat> we cause a cave in and people are like buried and it's like you need to heal. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Isn't there a humility thing going on? Do you get to say sorry? That was yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely a humility thing going on, but there's definitely a I'm rolling a D14 and my uh, <laughs> my disapproval is currently at a nine. This is a different day, isn't it? Has it reset? It's almost a different day. Another two hours will buy you the, mm, okay. the dis- if, if Sans gets another two hours, the Pat- disapproval will reset and uh, the uh, humility thing will end. Pat and, and Dandy will, will, uh, will, well, yeah, will let's just wait two hours then. Let you guys sleep. Yeah, we'll send y'all to sleep, and whoever's healthy will start moving rubble. I can imagine that moving rubble would probably be a bit of a slow process anyway. You are finding the rock lighter than you would have expected, but it is quite a chore to move it. But you're making good progress from just the stuff you've been doing so far. So is is everyone that does rest, they get back a hit point, and... Yes, everyone that does rest gets a hit point back and one ability score back. One point and one ability score. And no disapproval. And no disapproval. Most importantly. Okay. Uh, I think we'll go with stamina. Uh, Noony class is rested. <clears throat> He's been rested. Okay. So the people have been working on moving rubble. Belagal's probably been sort of supervising, well, lending a hand. And after these, you know, six to eight hours pass in the cave, just as you guys, just as he thinks you're close to getting rubble cleared, you hear. A, a large, almost like explosion out from over the valley, and, and people that go to the cave entrance and look, it looks like the ship has finally succumbed to the laser fire and attacks, and it's beginning to break apart in the air, and it begins to fall slowly out of the sky. And there's still numerous of these creature winged creatures with how far uh, away from this mouth of the opening is the ship. It's probably a good distance, like up to a half mile away. So as it as it comes down, it's not going to break. No, it won't. The, the ship won't crash the into the cave or anything like that. It's going to probably crash out over the okay. valley. Okay. But you just hear all the straining of metal, and the ship starts to break and groaning, and uh, you see the flying creatures sort of dissipate, try to get out from underneath of it, out and away from it to give it clear clearance to to likely fall out of the sky. And eventually the ship does tumble out of the sky. It trails this big, long smoke and flame, and it just crashes in some valley thousands of feet below in just a tremendous roar. And this big whoosh of air rockets up, and some of the breeze from that, you know, comes into the cave entrance. You see a lot of these flying creatures head towards the what looks to be towards the top of the cliff somewhere up overhead. It's hard to tell how high. And then you see several still continue to fly out and about over the valley. And some seem to swoop down towards the, the fallen ship. Is it daylight now? It is, and daylight is it seems to be a fairly bright sun. 
So it seems like the twilight you hit was just because it was dusk, and the daylight is is relatively strong. And these uh, these creatures, they don't they're not affected by the light. Like they don't scatter, go elsewhere. They're just still doing their thing. Yep, they do not seem affected by the light. Okay. And you still see that one moon every once in a while it will do pass <laughs> around. Like it'll move through the sky relatively quickly. It seems to be on a very rapid orbit around the planet. How are we doing with the rubble? The rubble, Belagal thinks you have finally made it down to the last little bits. He thinks another half hour's worth of work will probably get you access to some sort of passage at the rear of the cave. That he thinks is going to slope sharply downwards. Okay, we'll keep digging. Yeah. Okay. So you guys dig, uh, you know, for the other 30 minutes, you move more rock out, and eventually you get enough of a, a hole that, like, a medium-sized person can move through, and there is indeed a passage that seems to slope downwards uh, off in the darkness uh, uh, beyond the torchlight can see. How steep? Uh, uh, about 45 degrees. Stairs or just straight plane? Just straight. No stairs. All right, let's rope somebody off. Bong will volunteer. Well, hold on. Do we do we want to? Does anybody need any healing, or <clears throat> do we want to try and do that? Um, it might be a good idea to give to do somebody. How much does Bong have? Bong has seventeen right now. Have let me hit. Oh, hit up Bong. We've got a bunch of potions. We should sample and see what they do. How many do we have? Uh, six or twelve. We got six off of a. Uh, we got some from Emiratol, and we got some from. Israel. Israel. I can't want to say Eric Hark. Dandy, Dandy has Feather Fall as well, so if someone does slip. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad idea to look at those potions. Yeah, let's check them out. <laughs> does Dandy have a Detect Magic? Uh, no, I don't. I think we should just divvy them up and try them. <laughs> just to sit. Stay- just take a sip and see what happens. Get one, we'll just let me see here. And if they, I mean, there's a potential that they were preparing to come here. That's very true. You know, or they do come here, and this is something that. You mean those up top? No, they're the wizards, Miracle and uh, Eric. Had. Okay. I mean, Ma- Israel. Israel. Well, Israel. Eric Hart. Eric was, was the one that was interested. I mean, Israel wasn't involved in this, so his potions may not be. Oh, that's right. He was just pretty much the messenger that we killed. Yeah, but he's making <laughs> stuff for people, so it's probably some good stuff. Yeah, he's not the poisoner. Yeah. Do we still have somebody manning up his shop or no? No, we gave that up. Okay. Didn't know if we were making some more money. Okay. Yeah, um, crafting wizard anymore. So you're just going to randomly sample potions? Is that what you're going to. Yep. Very small sips. Yeah. Everybody get one. Taster's choice here. A so, little bit. We've secretly placed their... Uh, <laughs> Sansa... <laughs> Sansa tried to do detect magic on one of the on these six potions from Israel's earlier, and one of them seemed somewhat powerful, like a third-level third spell level, yeah. that was colored sunset orange. What is that? Oh, Another right, two right. potions are a blue, a dark blue color, and the others, there's a white misty colored potion, and a blue, another blue but lighter shade, and a brown potion. Why don't we save them till, till the heat of combat? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it'd be nice to know what they did. 
The only healing potions we've seen there have been like, yeah, like swamp water. So. so I have a sunset orange, a blue, a light blue, a brown, and what was the other color? Two dark blues. Two dark blues. Two dark blues, a lighter shade of blue, a sunset orange, a white misty colored right. potion, and the brown one. So you're saying we, we don't try them until heat of battle and hope that they do something beneficial? I think we sample them and hopefully get an yeah, idea of what they I think do. we do sample <clears throat> So yeah. everybody can have the appropriate potion at hand. Jargon will take the misty white and do the quick <clears throat> sample on it. So you're going to take like a teeny little sip? It's too busy. So you take a teeny little sip and... Swish it around in your mouth, don't swallow it. <laughs> he doesn't really notice as much, but you guys notice his form gets... His outline gets uh, vague, like misty. Ah. Like, uh, uh, I think you have an invisibility nice. potion there, Jargon. Sweet. That just will <laughs> take the brown one. <laughs> um, it tastes like it looks. You seem to... That just isn't really care. <laughs> you suddenly it's feel not a like... Of, it's not about taste. You feel like you could exert control over Blueberry. Hmm. Mm, okay. Huh. Are you gonna drink one? That How about blue one? Any animal? Could he exert control over any animal? He doesn't know for sure. See at the sample sample the light blue one. You don't feel any noticeable effect. Do we notice anything? You don't notice anything about him. Maybe Cloud also taste that orange one. You feel very light on your feet. Mm. Like a feather fall white, and any class would be experienced with that. Yeah. Uh, or like a like a jump to the moon kind of like. More like a jump to the moon type thing. Heck nice. Yeah. This was the orange. That yeah, was that orange. orange. That orange one. So we just have the dark blues left. Yep. And the what come on the, jargon. What was the light blue? Is it, all right, I'll take a dark blue then. Might as well. Light blue, we didn't feel anything. Didn't see anything. Oh, didn't yeah, feel that was anything. You. Dark so blue, you feel... Uh, Gargan grabs a dark blue potion. And you feel um, somewhat rejuvenated. Woohoo! Bonk swallows it. <laughs> like I regain some hit points rejuvenated? Not quite to that much, but only because you sipped. Alright, we got to tie not getting the full effect of it unless you drink the whole thing. I just feel like I have vigor. Like yes. Ready to go. <clears throat> yes. Who was at the lowest? Well, there's two of them, and we got two... Terribly spellburned wizards. I say y'all just take them. Well, that's not gonna help spellburn. It's gonna help hit points probably. Yeah. Well, if they're a healing potion, do you expect to only help? Uh, Belagol's got one hit point. Oh my god, this has got ten. All right, Mephrus has got. He's good. And Snitch has eleven. Jargon has seventeen. So they're they're fine for now. I say we heal Belagol with one and hold the other in reserve if, unless they yes. some imminent danger. But we still have. Oh, how many does Belagol get total? He's got a total of ten. Oh yeah, that's that's. And a good how far one. up does Bong go? Uh, forty nine. I give it to Bong. I yeah. just feel like Bong has to. We have to have Bong to fight. We can't not fight. I mean, Belgol's gotten unconscious twice already. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, human sponge or the the glistening sponge needs to be the one that stays alive. <laughs> Yeah, Belagol will uh, actually second that. He'll be like, "Wow, that's I can tough it out." That's mighty big of you, Belagol. Quaff. <laughs> so you get two D back. He's drinking it. He'll say, "I see what you did there." Yeah. So you get two D back from that. Good deal. 
You want to roll it so you won't know, you'll know I didn't cheat. You're not really gonna cheat, are you? Now that you've said it. No, of course not. See what? <laughs> I have a four and a ten. I hate fourteen back. Okay. Nice. I like cheating at all. All right. So I can attempt to heal some ability damage with Santh. And there's one more of those dark blue ones too. There were two dark blue ones. Were they not the same? But. No one uh, did, like color. Like you can either colorized. assume they're the same, or you can sample, or whichever. But there's still one dark blue one. Does well. Baptist has got 23 hit points to gain total. <clears throat> well, just Baptist want to like do a sample on it and see what it does. It's a slightly different dark blue, and it's two points. It's it's slightly dark bluer. Yeah. <laughs> Baptist is certainly willing to drink it. Try it. Okay. You're gonna try it or drink it. I'm gonna try it. You feel slightly rejuvenated. Yay! Go ahead and drink it, man. He drinks it. He drinks okay. it. You get 2D back as well. Yeah. Um, beat on the last couple rounds. Does anybody so, else... Who else is really down from the, from the hit I got, point? Oh, I got wow. four back. We had a night four. pass, didn't we? Yes. Hello, Buck. Still not enough. <laughs> yeah. So I think probably... All right, it's going to try... So I, I can restore vitality, I can create food, and I can heal. There also might be an advantage to Monty being away. Like maybe my disapproval rolls won't be as severe. Maybe it, like since I'm down yeah, she to die. Have, has she been I would say your disapproval rolls may not happen. I would could, say be, could be that there's no disapproval. Might be a good time to talk to Cthulhu. You know Cthulhu is near. It can can Jargon feel Cthulhu through his chest when he looks over at Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Jargon does not feel Cthulhu necessarily. Does Santh have any uh any lingering contact there? To Cthulhu? Yeah. He's <laughs> pretty pissed off at you. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, can I feel that he's pissed off? Like, before we got here, like, when I was walking around the tower, was there always this looming shadow of pissedness? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably felt that he was not real cool with what you pulled. So you're thinking you're not in the good graces with uh, whatever. He, so lies, he lies sleeping and dreaming at the bottom of Riley. He's not. He doesn't care. He's dead and dreaming. So do we do we heal up Mephrodis for the planar step to get out of here, or do we heal up Nuni Klaus for the? It's going to be power? tough. It's going to be a long time going to heal up. Ability score damage because the maximum resolve I can this, get can sixteen to nineteen, unless somebody's burning luck for me. Like the maximum I can heal is two points per per roll. So the way that that works then, like as far as luck wise, I've only got six, which means I can only dole out about a total of twelve on any rolls. I would hang on to it. Let's just press on with what we have for now. Until the next night. Once yeah, we have another night going, then I'll be back up to 10 and I can go on 20. So, yeah, who, who else needs to be healed up? How many hit points does Sam have? Um, he's got 24 out of 32, so he's not too bad. Belagal's the only one that's like down for me. Is anybody else worse for the wear? I mean, Baptist um, could take some more, for sure. Considering our situation, I'm ready to go with what we got. I'm balling still down. What? Well, let me let me try to heal Belagal. If I get him some, I'll try to heal Baptist some more. And if I get him 
we'll I, let it ride I, I, and I would, heal Bong up a little bit. What are you doing? What are you at, Baptist? I'm at 14. Out of a total of 30-something? 30 33. Yeah, you might need another hit. You're still one hit, one kill. That, possibly. What about um, Mephrodus? Mephrodus is not injured, but only he's like two hit points down, so he's... Nini Klaus is full. What about your other guy, Matt? Uh, Colgrim is at 13 of a total of 17. Okay. So really, it's Bong, Baptist, and Belagall that are really worse for the wear. Yeah. Everybody else is over half go, anyway. I would go with Baptist if, or Belagall. Don't, Bong will be willing to like, chance it later. Okay, Jeffrey? Yes, sir? That's an eight. Okay. But it was a natural roll of three, so okay. my disapproval's going to go up to two. Or does it? Or does it? it? <laughs> it does not on this particular roll. Ah, the fringe benefits. All it's right. a Christmas miracle. And <laughs> try this again. <coughs> ah, there we go. There we go. So that's a 15 total. Just two dice. He doesn't even have two dice. And he got back ten. So Belagall's at full now. I'll try one for Baptist. Um, that's a ten. So I think that's that's a failure. Any disapproval from that? Not from that one. Woohoo. <laughs> try again. Let the good times roll. That was a... Uh, Maybe we should roll dice like this more often. Um, <laughs> that was another failure. This time, disapproval goes up by one. Okay. So, so my disapproval is at two. That's better than what we were doing. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. 17. Um, Baptist is chaotic, right? Yeah. And he's a rogue? Heck yeah, he is. So, 2d6. Yeah. There's a two plus three, so you get five back. Okay. You, you want another one? Yeah, if you're... If you're uh... I'm gonna roll with this. I'm gonna roll with this D14, man. This chunky die. Can you guys hear it hit the table? Hear it. Oh yeah. Uh, So that was a another failure. That's eight. Am I still still at a two? Yes. Uh, That's an eight. (laughs) (laughs) Still a two for the moment. That's a fourteen. That's what we're looking for. Five plus two, so another seven back for Baptist. Nice. You sitting pretty? Yeah, I'm sitting pretty. Bong, you wanna you wanna hit? Yeah. If you're willing to throw the dice, go ahead. Why not? That's a one, Jeffrey. That would be <laughs> disapproval. Ouch. So we need to roll on the disapproval chart. What and what am your I disapproval goes up as well. Yeah, what am I rolling? Just it's a, a, D4. It's a reduced die. D four. And that's a four, of course. Immediately incurs an additional minus one penalty to all spell checks until the next day. you got to be kidding me. All right. <laughs> I think that's Monty telling me it's time to chill. Or is it? <laughs> so, with healing done, there is a small passage that Belagaw has orchestrated the removal of rubble that seems to slope about a 45-degree angle down. Who was it that said they were willing to get tied off? Was that Bong? Said what? Did you, did you say that Bong was willing to get tied off and lowered down to kind of check it out? Yes. All right, I'll pitch in my 50-foot rope for it. All right, Bong will clamber down 
gingerly down the uh Okay. Pat has rope too if we need it. Okay, yeah. Uh, we got him tied off at the top in case we like somehow lose grip. So you got. So Bong's going down, tied off to a rope. Yes. Is he carrying a light source with him? Yes, he's going to borrow Jargon's torch. Okay. So you start to work your way down. They're holding the rope, keeping it secure. This passage slopes down about eighty feet, and you see what looks to be a, like a hole in the floor ahead, and then it looks like. From the shadows, it's hard to tell how much, but uh, over across this hole in the floor of this uh, sloping passage, it, it looks like it uh, continues another at least 20 feet, perhaps a little bit more. It continues 20 feet? Where's the hole? Like 80 feet down this sloping passage. There's a hole that looks to be where the floor like collapsed out of this tunnel, maybe. Like on and the ramp about... or on the, uh, the floor down below? Correct. It's on the floor. Like If you were to keep okay. walking, you would fall through the hole. All right, so I go down the ramp, and when I get to the bottom, there's a <laughs> hole... Yeah, if we get down to the bottom of the ramp, there's a hole, and then it looks like the passage continues straight for another at least 20, 25 feet. How wide is the hole? Looks about three feet. Three feet, okay. <laughs> Bong kind of holds his torch over the hole and looks down. It looks like it drops into a circular tunnel, but the there's lots of uh, markings on the rock. It looks like something burrowed through the rock. Or chewed to the rock, or something like that. It's so, got just various random markings. It looks like some sort of maw came through and okay, burrowed so the, through this rock. So it looks like this tunnel like, came down and something collapsed down into some 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 burrow. Okay, so the markings are like claw marks. Yeah, claw teeth, something like that. All right. Some burrowing, grinding <clears throat> it, uh, instrument, a drill, something like that. A drill. Okay. Bong is going to, like, climb back up the rope, walk back up and tell him there's a burrow down there. Looks like a bullet or a belay or a purple, purple worm or something down there, so be ready. And uh, he starts, you know, he, he heads back down. <laughs> there's something going on, and it's not... <laughs> <laughs> ba- Baptist and Pat have been whispering to each other. <laughs> so Bong reports back to the others what he has discovered. They're paying him no attention whatsoever. <laughs> no, they are not. They are not. All right. So you said, like what? <laughs> it's safe. Okay. It was like a big old drill bit looking thing kind of deal. Bong, is there like that's a loose, what she said? Is, <laughs> is there like a loose rock or something nearby? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> she said that's a drill bit. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh. Um, how far down was it that this thing looked like? Sorry, it's about eighty feet for the hole in the the floor is. Oh, no one are left with climb checks. I'm going to grab a rock. Bong is going to pick up one of those boulders, roll it down the ramp, let it fall down in the hole, and see what what happens. He'll get down okay. lower to see, to, you know, to make it more, you know, maybe like shoot a basket into the hole and see what okay. happens. So you get down and you throw a rock into the hole, and you hear it hit with a, you know, a big crash, and nothing happens that he notices. Okay. It so like 80 it. foot down this ramp is when this thing all starts down the road. Yeah, let's go down the rope. 
we can step over the hole or go around it or whatever we need to do. How wide okay. was the hole? Three feet. Oh. You guys work your way down the rope, down this 45 degree angle. Who's going to cross over first? Bong will cross over first. Okay. Bong crosses over, proceeds another 40, 45 feet, and it seems to come to a dead end. It comes to a dead end. How many white points do you have, Jordan? Uh I've got six right now. Is this a wall or like a natural natural cavern passage, or is it like a wart stone wall? What you're in now seems to be a natural stone uh, cavern. Okay, so it's so a natural, uh, natural cave. How high is the ceiling here? Only about six feet. What about trying to... How much potion are in the vials? Enough for... I mean... The spellcasters will know that typically it takes a full vial to get the full effect of a spell, and there's not much in the way. Well, I just could drink that vial and try to send blueberry through the through the hole. I have him fly down the hole. Can blueberry see down there though? Could crow? I don't know how do crows see. They have infravision, of course. They see real good. They fly around. They, they use fly around. All right. They can see dead stuff a long ways off. They're awesome. You think visibility could be a bit of an issue for blueberry? What about lowering somebody down? We've got that mist potion. Before we go down that hole, let's check out. I mean, there's something going on up top. There's a cavern in the side of the cliff. My guess is that something goes up rather than down, you know? And going down doesn't seem like the right answer. Yeah, it probably leads to the surface. It's a couple. Yeah. You said it was a couple hundred feet to the top from the cave off, right? Yeah, let's, let's uh, kind of hundreds see. of feet, probably more like four to five hundred feet. Well, maybe Klaus could try to do spider climb. There's that going down, going up. Either way, oh, really. The, was the battle or still both. raging, or is it over? What's that? Is the battle still raging, or is the battle? When over? you guys start descending down this tunnel, there the ship had crashed, and there were still numerous. Uh, winged creatures with riders out about the valley conglomerating towards the top of the cliff uh, the, I mean they're still out there the battle seems to be fading or have faded but there's still these winged creature with humanoids on them my current problem with going or trying to get to the top is how greatly outnumbered we are yeah if they're losing the battle and they're retreating it doesn't seem like a wise idea to go up there quite yet right, at least up out in the open Unless we wait till they're gone. Yeah, even if there are just 20 of them, we'd still probably not have a chance. Especially with folks. If there's there. one of them, we might not have a chance. Oh, we yeah, can take it. Especially with folks in their current condition. We <laughs> won't have a chance to climb shack. Let's just say that. As history has told us, we are not meant to climb. Well, I'm bad that our mini class can do it if he, if he gets a good roll. Well, I don't think it's a wise idea to climb up right now. I think we should check the hole, go down. Okay. Isn't you strong enough to be able to cast it, though? You can cast it. You can't burn anything. Let's light off another torch and drop one yeah. down there. Drop the burnt one down there and see how far down it goes and if we see anything on the way down. How many torches have we got before we start doing that? See how long it is or how deep. I mean, even the torch you hold at the top tells you it's probably only about a 10 to 12 feet drop to the bottom of this. Oh, okay. I thought it was further than that. For some I was, no. Yeah. Let's, let's lower Bong down. <laughs> Give Bong the mist potion so it can just disappear quick again. Bong just jumps down. Okay. Lands on the bar with both feet. He jumps down and he finds himself in a... Pit trap with spikes. He's dead. Burrowed tunnel that heads off in either direction. 
Is it similar to the tunnel we were in? This one does not. It is not similar. This one is more of a eight feet circular. Shows like lots of striations and markings, like something has either burrowed through here. More so than a natural working, it is seems any, like. Is there any what? blood, any hide or fur or blood or anything on the walls of the tunnel? You don't see anything on the walls or anything like that. Okay, for the sake of mapping, I know we're not oriented here, but would it be north, south, or east or west? To help your descriptions, not the accuracy of the map. East and west. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, he looks both ways. Does he see anything? Do the passages go on as far as he can see, or...? It looks like to the west, the passage makes a uh, slight curve uh, to the north. Okay. Bong relays this information to the party and asks him to start coming on down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's start going. Bong moves, so up. The Bong moves up to the bend to see if he sees anything while they're doing that. If you go to the bend, it looks like it continues to bend a little bit, and then it starts to... the the road hole seems to climb upwards just a little bit. It goes upwards. Very gradual, not nearly the 45-degree angle, but like a 3-degree, 5-degree angle up. That sounds like something a dwarf would know, not Bong. <laughs> well. Bo- yeah, Bong's... Yeah. Well, since Bong already went through, he pre-greased the tube for us. Man, that stuff's worn off. He's been fighting all night. <laughs> Maybe saying you're getting dry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we make our way down there. Yeah. Okay. So along. you guys make your way that way. Uh, it curves up a little bit, and it, it rises up a little bit, and then the tunnel continues to curve around. And go ahead and make some intelligence checks. Then you got a 20. Method I rolled a 2. 12. Is this a D20 or D24, Jeff? These are D20s. Okay. Noonie got roll the corner. Nineteen for Dandy. Noonie. Okay. Fifteen for Santh. Jargon completely miffed it. Eighteen. Dandy, Noonie, hear <clears throat> something coming from behind. From behind us. Belagaw even feels like the rock shift, and it sounds like something is coming from behind you and moving rather rapidly. How is it? Through the same tunnel you are in. Bomb says run north. He sends everybody a pass and run in ahead. Okay. Are people going to listen to him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys take off running. Bong hangs back a little bit or just stays Yeah, he back takes the, the rear to be ready. He follows after them as quickly as they'll go. Okay. The tremoring begins to feel even greater. Even the people that aren't as stone sensitive as Belagal is begin to feel it. You hear like rock grinding from behind you, and how, Bong. How close does it seem? It's closing quickly, and it seems Noonie's to move quite gonna, quickly through the rock. Noonie's going to start preparing magic missile. Okay. And as Noonie starts preparing that, Bong sees this large worm with Aww. this circular maw, and it's got these tentacles from it, four tentacles from its head that are sort of thrashing about, and it seems to move quickly through the rock. Any bits of rock that are in its way, its maw seems to, uh, it's cylindrical in shape, and it seems to use a twisting motion to churn through the rock, and it seems very natural at moving through the rock. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative as you see this large worm approaching quickly toward Bong, and just toss it in the Google chat window so we know what it is. Mm-hmm. I won initiative? Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. 
This might be a time for the potion, Nuni Klaus. Okay. So this worm closes in quickly on Bong, and it reaches out with one of these tentacles. Oh, misses with one of the tentacles, but it reaches out with a second tentacle and gets a natural 20. Oh, Lord. Oh, come oh. on. Oh, crap. Sure he did. <laughs> Dear <laughs> dice cam. I want these. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> As he holds it off the side of camera. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. See? Wait, 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 wait. See? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Wait, hold on. Ball counter spells. Five points of damage. <laughs> five? Yep, five from that. And... Here's the dangerous part. Uh, yeah, draw it into the mouth and it dies. It stumbles, becoming a laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> On a natural 20. <laughs> it rethinks its career path. There yeah. should be two crit tables. One you roll on to see what extra damage you do, and the other to see if you're still with it. So this tentacle wraps around Bong's chest and like crushes it as it does uh, another one point of damage from that. That's hardly crushed. However, make a fort save. All right, Bong. Uh, Woo! 20. Okay. Uh, it just... It, Exhibits tremendous force around your chest, and you are <coughs> grabbed by this tentacle. I flex um, and like shatter the tentacle. And then that takes us to uh, Patrice and Dandelion. Okay, Dandelion would like to cast Enlarge on the bone. Okay. Her mercurial for Enlarge is greater power. The okay. caster is allowed to roll twice for any random elements of the spell. So let's decide if I want to drop any burn into it first. Of course I do. <laughs> I'm going to put two into it. Okay. Alright, so you get your level. Level your plus your intelligence. So plus four, plus another two. Alright. Seventeen. The, okay. target in- the target increases size by 25%, conferring a plus one bonus to attacks damage and AC due to greater size and strength. So Bong grows larger. Yep. So plus one to all that. And that lasts for one turn per casting level. So three turns. Three turns. 30 minutes. And Patrice will try to um, get around behind this thing and get in the darkness if it's possible. It seems to occupy the whole tunnel. Okay. It's large. Well, I'll I'll go into the I'll go into the shadows anyway, so I can come out next round with a stabby okay. stab. Sounds good. Bath so, is Nooney Clouds. Yeah, a fifteen. Okay. Don't know if that works or not. You seem like you feel pretty confident. It seems distracted by bloodlust on Bong. Okay. Um, Babis and Nooney Clouds are going to hold their turns and wait on Bong to react. You sure okay. You, you sure you don't want to use that? Uh, Santa and uh, uh, Belagal. All right. <clears throat> Belagal's going to try to chop at that tentacle, do some damage to this worm. Oh, hit my deed die, but I doubt a eight will hit. No, an eight does not hit. All right. Santa wants to sit on the ground and weep. Um, 
<laughs> seeing as how that's not not an option. Seeing as how that's not a very good option. It's always an option, just not a great one. He's gonna run up and do a combat. He's gonna run up and do a combat heal. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna do a combat heal. Oh yeah, that's a fourteen, even with my negative one for disapproval. Nice. What you got there, Bong? Your warrior? Yeah, warrior. And you're um, you you're the same. You're neutral, same, same right? Alignment, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what you want to say. You got seven plus twelve, nineteen, twenty-four hit point total. Twenty-four Sweet. total. Nice. That's the way it happens on the moon. That takes me all the way to full. Bong is this beastie didn't. This beastie didn't know there was a weakened cleric of Manny just hanging in the back. (laughs) (laughs) It just takes us to Mephrodis and Bong. So is Bong? Is are we rolling a die a a die bigger on our attacks? Yes. I forgot about that. And he's wrapped up in a tentacle at the moment. Bong with his first attack is going to lunge forward, and he's going to try to uh, jab his. New magic sword ruin up into the up into the mouth of the creature. Try to like jab up into its brain for his deed die. Okay. Fail the deed. He rolled a twenty one on the on the attack roll. So that's that, a crit. That does hit. Is that, is that crit? Expanded no. crit range. Come on, it's twenty. It's a natural twenty one on a. Normally I crit on a, a, I crit on a seventeen through a, twenty now. You needed a twenty four. No, no, no! I got an expanded crit range for a, being a level oh. five warrior. Oh, actually, then that probably is a crit. Yeah, it should be a crit. I think. <laughs> of course, I would always rule it's a crit in my favor. <laughs> well, what's your crit range? That's lawyer, man. That's lawyer. What did you say? Uh, you got a lawyer, Jeffrey. He'll kill you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill anybody in a long time. Because of my lawyer and. <laughs> what are you talking about? Two sessions ago, he took out two dudes. <laughs> that guy's on Zero levels. First levels don't count. They're going to die. You're a pagan. Not real people. I almost got Belagall last week. Almost. Twice. Well, I'm going to roll a d24, or is my crit die expanded to you? I'm going to roll a d24 on table it, five. Aren't you a 17 to 20? So you should be a 22 to 23, 24, right? No, twenty one would be seventeen, eighteen, yeah. and twenty. Yeah, it would be. So yeah, twenty one would be a crit. It would be twenty one. Yeah, even on the expanded twenty one would be a crit. Matt's doing calculus. No. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I thought we were rolling. I hear someone typing. <laughs> he's, he's taking credit. <laughs> all right. I know. I, I don't like the roll. Just <laughs> like we use real dice, and all of a sudden it's all like, what do we do? <laughs> What do we do with these things sitting in front of me? I'm level 5. My threat range is 18 through 20. So just 3. 18 through 20? It's 18 through 20. My bane is human, so... Oh, that's right. It's a bane human. So, yeah, you don't hit the crit. Yeah. I really wanted to roll it. I really wanted to roll it, but my conscience wouldn't let me. That's some bad lawyering right there. So, but you can damn it. That's some honest lawyering, which is why you would not be a lawyer for long. Alright, so I'm going to roll my damage, which is a 1d8 plus my uh, d to 2 plus my strength of 3 plus my lucky weapon of 1. 
So that's 1d8 plus 6. He takes 7 damage. Okay. You notice that you uh, you stay wrapped up in the tentacle, but you notice you seem to be able to hit with more force than normal, so throw an extra d3 on top of that damage. Nice. Okay, for uh, what did I roll, 6 or 7? Seven, yes, I think. Seven. Seven. So now it's eight. Okay. For as my, soon as Baptist for my second you. attack, I'm going to try to cut free of the tentacle. Okay. I have a two on the deed. I keep that roll, correct? Yep. Keep that roll and carry it. All right. I have a nine, ten, eleven plus my three, four, fifteen to hit. You miss. Man, can't hit with a fifteen. <clears throat> this thing's huge. <laughs> Mephrodus. Oh wait! I got, a, I, soon as I got a plus one that. for my enlarged state. I didn't count that. So I had the plus one. Actually, let you hit then. Sixteen okay. hits. Sixteen. Nice. Yay. I did good. <laughs> All right, and that is a four, five, six plus my five, ten, uh, eleven damage on the second attack. You hit it pretty good. You still are wrapped up in a tentacle. As soon as Madness sees uh, Bong attack, he's going to spring into action, too. Okay. He'll go, he'll go at the tentacle. Wait, wait. i got to go with Mephrodis and Colgrim still. Mephrodis runs the other direction. Colgrim's going to run up and attack. He's rolling a D24 as well. and he's, His D is going to try to cut Bong free. And he's rolling a D4 for that. So, crap. Double ones. So I need to roll on the fumble table, and he is wearing chain armor, and chain is a D12, modified by luck. He has a 3, modified by his luck of 0, so 3 is, your weapon comes loose in your hand, you quickly grab it, but your grip is disrupted, you take a negative 2 penalty on your next attack roll. Okay. And Mephrodus is retreating further up the tunnel to stay away from danger. <clears throat> okay. And Baptist? Okay, Baptist will um, attempt to... No, Baptist will stab at the creature. Okay. And he gets uh, 13 plus 4 is 17. That hits. 17 hits. It's creature. He's got these four tentacles and this giant maw. Four, three damage. Okay. It is still up and doing well. Noonie Klaus? Noonie Klaus is going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. How yeah. much is he going to spell burn? You know, if you have an animal summoning potion, you might be able to take control of this thing and let it burrow straight to the top for us. But I'm not telling you what to do. I listened to the Baptist. last tape and realize I'm always shouting orders at people. So Noonie Klaus is going to cast <laughs> Magic Missile. And he will burn. you got two left. What are you going to burn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not going to burn anything. We're rolling for the spells still. Yeah, 20 for spells. Roll to 18 plus 7, so that's a 23. If you want that to be a little bit higher than you needed or whatever, the world. Caster throws 1d4 plus 2, so that is 5. That being 1d6 plus caster level, each missile can be aimed at a separate target. Missiles never miss, but they may be blocked by certain things. So 1d6 plus 30 per. So that's, that is 5d6 plus 30. Okay. 12. Wait, 12. Plus 30. Is tw- 21. Wait. Ooh, that was nice rolling. 18 <laughs> plus 9. I bet it 9, was. <laughs> 27 plus 30. 57. Dang. Okay, these... <laughs> 
magic missiles go zipping down the, the <laughs> burrowed tunnel here, strike into this tentacled worm thing, and Bong feels the grip of the tentacle loosen as he feels it free from his chest, and the worm just sort of collapses and sort of deflates just a little bit as it collapses in the tunnel. Noonie Klaus begins to ooze blood out of his pores, which may attract predators. Okay. <laughs> Emphasis on may. <laughs> it may not attract predators also. It may best not. <laughs> Medford is some, um, starts like cutting hunks out of the, the worm. These would be good, okay. good to sell. Are there any, is there any like... Uh, has he got any claws or teeth and stuff like that? This is mountain like. I imagine if he's eating rock, you'd have some pretty decent teeth. If you it's got, down. yeah, it's got a maw full of teeth. Uh, it doesn't even have any real valuables. It's got the four tentacles and just the circular maw. Its mouth and its tentacles go in the bag of holding. Okay. So you get some of its teeth and tentacles in the bag of holding. Dandelion is grossed out again. That bag of holding is a mess in there. I'm just gonna tell y'all. Pull, it's gonna take. It's gonna need a serious wash when we're done with it. If you pull something out of there, it, it's gonna be messy. It's gonna feel violated. What kind of uh, teeth were they? Were they kind of like sharp, or were they somewhat ground down? Like I mean, they were sharp, but thick so that they could handle going through rock. They seem like almost like a rock drill. Okay. To allow to move through. Did you say each one was like. Six to eight inches. Okay, cool. At some point, Jargon might want to make a, a dagger out of one of those things. Okay. Nice. Yeah. They've been collected and put in a bag of holding. Yeah. Sweet. So you guys are still in a burrowed tunnel, dead worm behind you now. How how long was this thing? Do we know yet? Or is it like kind of still blocking us? I mean, it's sort of collapsed a bit, so you can see, and it looks like it was probably about 20 feet long. I'm guessing nothing else really of interest aside from what we already cut out of it. You seem to probably have gotten the most interesting parts of it. Okay. The rest of it's got this just thick gray skin. A bunch of worm guts and hearts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, keep pressing on. I mean, yeah, you only got really one direction to go. Can't go back. Yep. Really. So you keep pressing on. The tunnel seems to take more of a natural weaving motion through the rocks. It curves here, dips, angles down some, goes up some. Sometimes you think it might have actually spiraled you in a little circle or something like that. But we're still in the worm um, tunnel, right? What's that? It's still the worm tunnel? Yes, yeah, still okay. the worm tunnel. But eventually, after about, oh, an hour of travel in this worm tunnel, you come to a spot. Belagall thinks that you've actually probably neither, you probably haven't, climbed any at all if anything you've probably descended uh, we've gone down more than anything else though still not nearly enough to be at the bottom of the, the cliff but you think you've probably descended to a degree and this worm tunnel you see it looks like a head so far it's all been like an 8 foot 10 foot diameter circle or a tunnel you see what looks to be like an opening off to the left okay do we have any idea of our direction where we'd be facing orient? You are thinking, Belagal thinks you're facing north. Facing north, okay. So it opens up into a... It's like up ahead, you see this tunnel goes ahead, and it looks like the left wall just has met up against open space. Okay. It's still inside, it's not light, it's not like it's outdoors, but just, you have been in this confined 8 to 10 foot diameter tunnel. Up ahead, the, the, the what left side of the tunnel 
as it's cutting north, seems to have butted up against uh, some open space of some sort. Maybe okay. a cavern, a cave, something else. You don't know yet. You just see it up ahead. Yeah, let's walk up and investigate it. Yeah. Okay. I'm approaching with caution, though. It might be like a when nest you, for these things. When you walk up, you see what looks like a this cave worms tunnel has come up into contact with some other tunnel that exists within this, this cliff area. Um, and this new tunnels look like they are man-made. They've, they're square halls more than tunnels. Uh, the stone is more worked. There's some sort of bracing steel or metal, some sort of bracing timbers instead of wooden uh, mine timbers. There's metal structural reinforcements. Mm. And these tunnels break away from where the, the worm is and lead into what seemed to be some sort of complex of some sort. Does Belagoth smell treasure? Mm, he does not, though he uh, picks up some strange smells it, he can't quite identify. Is it dusty and kind of abandoned feeling, or does it seem like it's been recently active? It looks more dusty. It looks like this worm has accidentally broken into a man-made tunnel and then turned back off. There's not a lot of rubble on the floor, but the same token, it's not like it doesn't look like it's seeing heavy use. You, you say it's a complex, like a mining complex, like there's rails and stuff about, or is it kind of like a housing area? Kind of more, I think it's not housing, but more housing, less mining, <coughs> like, and more man-made structural underground structure. And how big is it? The tunnels here are about. Nine foot tall ceilings and about eight feet wide. Which way does the tunnel run? It runs north and south. Okay. So the worm tunnels came up. Well, worm tunnels are yeah perpendicular yeah. and then butted yeah. into it yeah. and then it is there steered light back source? off. There is not. There are on the walls what look to be like cylinder looking things, but there's no light coming from them. They don't look like torches, but uh, there's no light coming from them. Bagus would like to examine one of them and see if he can see if there's a way to ignite it. Okay. Uh, you go look at them, and they seem, these cylinder looking things, they're sort of heavy, sort of a thick, uh, translucent material, but you, you can't find a way to, to ignite them. Will they come off the wall? Yes, they'll come off the wall with yeah. a little work. One of them goes in the bag of holding. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? Just robbed this place. <laughs> they owe us a thousand gold. <laughs> he sits at Patrice. He's like, it's just a little B and E. Little B and E. Just a little B and E. That's right. <laughs> um, so this area spreads off to the north and to the south. And then the worm tunnel kept going, or did it stop here? The worm tunnel's like sort of brushed up against it, and then it, the worm tunnel continues off at an angle off of the right, worm right, tunnel. Right. So your choice is you could go into this man-made sort of tunnel structures. Or into continue following the worm tunnel. Can our dwarf tell if any of these passages are leading further up? Nothing seems to be at the moment. The the passage you've come into seems to be a uh, an even even keel. Okay. Let's go south. Okay. It's all been north you so go far. To the south, you travel ahead about 80, 90 feet, and you come to. What looks to be a door of some sort, it's this steel made of metal, uh, it's got a crisscross of uh, steel reinforcement, and it's got this strange wheel-like thing on it. Watch, Watch it for windless. How big is the door? Um, about 
six and a half feet tall, uh, three and a half feet wide. Oh, standard kind of door size. Yeah, standard kind of type of door. Is 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 the wheel like a ship's wheel? Like it stands out from the door, like a mechanism. Yes. Yeah. Is yes. it on the door or beside the door? On the door. On the door. Like a like a ship like a yeah battleship or water type. Yeah. Yep. The trees. You remember how to pick logs, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Good at that. Be my guest. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Eighteen total. If it was locked, it does not appear to be a locking mechanism to it. Okay, so you gotta check it for traps. Oh, he is terrible. That's uh, six. You do not find any traps. Spin the wheel. Might as well. So you turn the wheel and you hear this grating of like metal versus metal. It screeches and echoes down this hall. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. in so, the door now is able to move freely on its hinges and it pushes inwards. What do we see beyond the door? Beyond the door, you see what looks to be a series of metal steps that lead down. Steps leading down. And it looks like multiple flights of steps. So like metal steps? Metal steps, yep. Oh. With uh, the see-through metal steps with like iron yeah. metal grating. Like and it looks like you're in a stairwell of some sort with multiple flights of steps that lead down. I suggest we go north and see what goes that way. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so you head off to the north. It continues to head about 80, 90 feet. Let's close Makes the door behind us, though. Turn to the west. Goes up 80, uh, 90 feet. What's that, Matt? I was just mapping 80 to 90 feet and then makes a turn. So, yeah, 80 to 90 feet makes a perpendicular turn to the west, goes ahead about 30 feet, and you see a similar looking door to what you just saw to the south. Okay. Let's check that one out. Okay. It's got a wheel on the door. Are you going to open it and check it for traps? Might as well check it for traps, right? Yeah, I guess it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, we got a couple of these here. Another six. Yeah, are you Jesus. I have 13. Plus six. Let me give it a shot. This is terrible. Oh, 15. 15 for me. You do not find any traps. Uh, is it locked? It is not locked. Snitch will open this one. Turns the wheel. More grating of metal on metal. And you find yourself in another stairwell, this time with steps that appear to lead up. All right. So at this point, you have found a stairwell to the south, a stairwell to the north. You're in a man-made tunnel. Stairwells uh, are the same. Stairwells appear to be the same, metal-graded steps. Uh, they seem to be quite large. You can't see to the bottom. If you look at the one that's going down, you can't see to the top of the one going up. And then this is probably getting close to a good spot to stop, but I am curious which direction you guys are leaning so like, towards. The, I'd like to go up. Oh, so I'm the, thinking up is going to be... yeah. I agree. I think so. there was there was less cliff upwards than downwards, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You were a thousand feet high above the valley floor. Uh, so we could we could always turn down later. Yeah. Four or five hundred feet up. We the only downside with the up was that well, there was less uh, cliff face. There was also more, you know, duking it out between people. We might we might find some uh, corpses and guns and who knows what. Yeah, yeah we could. Up I mean, really hopefully, by the time we make our way up there, they're actually they haven't moved on, but. We shall see. Yeah. So, okay. So, head in. Did Lion climb stairs? She'll have to take a, a break every once in a while. <laughs> okay. Next week, we will explore what happens when you go up. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. Cool. I will talk to you guys next week.
Awesome. All right, again, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Glad to be back. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.